and welcome everyone to the Jeanette Byro podcast. I am so thrilled to have you guys here joining in as we dive into the world of expanding consciousness. I am a medium, a channeler, and this podcast is an outlet for me to share messages from the Ascended Masters to light beings to archangels and more. And especially, I love sharing the messages from other people on this planet who are exploring consciousness for themselves and willing to share their experiences so that we can all learn because no experience is the same. So thanks for joining the show. I hope you enjoy it. All right. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Jeanette Byro podcast. I'm so thrilled to have you here with me today. Thank you, as always, for tuning in, you guys. It really, it just means the world to me. So I have to tell you that I truly appreciate that you guys are uh, tuning in, and not only for myself, but my guides. My There are many people on this planet right now bringing through messages from the higher realms, and that's a fantastic thing. And I know that my guides are really grateful for uh, for you, the fact that you listen, that you ponder, you chew on things that are brought up, ideas, all of that kind of stuff. They just love this flow of information that is coming down to the planet. So uh, I definitely had to pass that on. So thank you. Now, in relation to this flow of information that uh, is coming down to the planet, the topic for today's podcast is all about ascension symptoms. Many of us are familiar with some of them. Uh, For some people who are listening, I mean, you may be just new to the process of ascension, and I know that that can be very overwhelming. I know my experience when things really started to kick off, uh, although exciting, was overwhelming. There is a process of change that happens in our mind, in our body, in our spirit when we start to ascend, and especially when we add more consciousness to it. It can become more intense, but that intense can also be beautiful. It's not just the negative. So as I was chatting with my guides about, um, you know, some topics, they've always got a list running of podcast topics for me. They said, you know, Jeanette, it would be a good idea to go over Ascension symptoms again. And the reason why is because we are really in the thick of it, of expanding our conscious right now, consciousness right now, and it is very amplified. And it's amplified because you guys have heard me say many times, from 2020 to 2024, we have about 100 years worth of ascension squeezed into four years. That is a lot of mind-bending, mind expansion, body structures changing. And I'm talking like cellular structures and the way our cells interact with each other and the way our energy interacts with our cells and it's all connected. And so with that being said, that that's a lot for us to process, not only just the um, physical things we see in the 3D world, the mental questions we have as we are observing the things changing in our world. I mean, it's a lot. And then we take ascension of humanity on top of that, that is a lot. So that's why we wanted to talk about this today. So ascension really is kind of like, you know, when you're a child and uh, you have growing pains, you know, like we're just speaking the physical aspect of it, but do you, do you guys remember growing pains? I sure do. And I remember I would wake up in the night and my legs would ache so bad, so bad. And my dad would rub my legs sometimes. Um, just to help me kind of fall asleep. like, And I remember he spoke of having these growing pains too. And I can see 
my daughter had them for a while and it just, it's, it's kind of like that is the ascension symptoms, not just achy legs, although that could be part of it, but it's basically, these are symptoms that are, um, when you recognize them, you can then recognize what's happening. It's kind of like the growing pains, right? Instead of thinking, oh my gosh, what's wrong? And going into a fear narrative of why are my legs aching so bad? It's more like, oh, I know why this is happening. It's not comfortable. I don't need to worry about it though. And I can do the things that I need to do to bring myself peace and comfort, right? So it's that sort of idea. So that's why they wanted to talk about it. So some ascension symptoms. Now, there are many. And, uh, you know, one of the first ones that often comes up is this intense energy feeling, this intense kind of vibrational feeling, this intense intense energy feeling, almost like an anxiety. I would imagine many of you have been feeling that, where it's this feeling of anxiety kind of following you around. It's not necessarily your own. And again, one of the ways to tell if anxiety is stemming from something within you or to do with you is that will be the case if you can find the root of it. So for example, if your anxiety comes from, you know, say you have an anxiety about driving a car and you look at where is the root of that fear and the root of it is, okay, well, you were in a car accident as you were younger, or maybe you watched a movie two nights ago where there was this massive car accident and something in there just really kind of triggered you. So now because of that, when you think of getting in a car, you have an anxiety, right? So that would be rooted in you in an experience somehow. Something that's not rooted in you though is where, say again, using the car, for example, you have this massive anxiety about a car accident, but you're like, why? Why would I think that all of a sudden out of nowhere? I have no root to that thought. I am not afraid of vehicles. I am not this, this, or that, but you have this fear of, a car accident. That would be an anxiety of energetic potentials. That would be an anxiety of the energy around you and not necessarily from within you. So noticing the energy, first of all, and recognizing something feels really intense and then trying to find the root of it will help you then determine what you need to do to help move through it. If it's a past trauma of your own, well, then it would be to go into that trauma and try and mend and heal it through various modalities, such as talking to somebody, you know, all the different things you can do. If it is just energy, then you can recognize it first of all and think, okay, that's not mine. I don't need to take that on. Okay, what can I now then do to release it since that's not mine? And then it's a relief, right? You don't have to carry that kind of, ne- um, not negative, but anxiety heightened energy around. Another another symptom is that of disorientation, not knowing where you are, kind of like a loss of sense of your place that you're not really in 3D or you're kind of hovering around in, you know, like you feel really spacey. A lot of people are feeling really spacey with ascension. And the thing with that is, is when you start to vibrate at a higher frequency, you start to pay attention or notice things that are slightly not in this world. Now, what I mean by that is uh, when we think of 3D world, 3D, the world that we live in, is based on vibrating matter, right? All matter vibrates. And we learned that in, in high school. I remember it was grade eight, right? All matter vibrates. The chair you're sitting in, the book you're holding, the whatever is vibrating matter, as are you. Now, Everything that is in third dimension vibrates within a range of frequency that is third dimensional. 
the minute we start increasing our frequency beyond ascending, beyond 3D, we start to tune into frequencies of fourth dimension and maybe up into fifth or sixth dimension, depending what you're doing. When you start to vibrate into fourth dimension, you start picking up on different things, different observations, whether that be sight, sound, um, feelings, even taste or smell. Sometimes that can be a higher dimensional consciousness. Now, when we're sort of in between or bouncing between the two, we can feel less rooted, meaning we feel more spacey. So that's a very common symptom, which sometimes makes us feel really unnerved. We're kind of like, oh my gosh, what's wrong with me? When, if, or when you're feeling rather spacey or disoriented, one of the best things you could do is ground your energy. So you could ground your energy by walking around uh, in nature, on your grass, in your yard, and bare feet, and grounding into the earth. You could even do a meditation where you picture tree roots coming from your feet and linking all the way down to the core of the earth. You could spend time doing things you enjoy that bring you back into kind of physicality, the 3D density here, like sports, for example, uh, maybe drumming, and even sometimes eating food that's a little bit heavier, like more protein or a little bit more fat will pull you back down too. So that disorientation, uh, when we can change that also from a fear response of, oh my gosh, what's wrong? Why am I spacey? To, oh, hey, I'm starting to notice the difference between 3D and 4D. I'm starting to pop up into higher frequencies. That's why I'm noticing this. And from there, you could choose, (laughs) do you want to go explore it? Because you could go into a meditation at that time. Or if you need to be present here, you come back down and use some grounding principles to bring you back. So although that's an uncomfortable one, it's actually a really good sign, I have to say. Another one is um, waking at nighttime. A lot of people talk about this, and I know I have done this many times, and I still continue to as I move through these kind of cycles of growth and ascension. I will wake between two and four in the morning so often. More so lately, I find my guides wake me up about four, four fifteen. It's quite interesting. And uh, this is often because there's so much going on in your dream state and they can bring in so much information in our dream state because in, think about it, in dream state, we're not limited to the um, dynamics of third dimensional reality. In dream state, we are completely open to anything being possible, which is why sometimes we're flying in our dreams. Sometimes we are swimming underwater for hours and we can breathe, right? We're not limited to the known realities of third dimension. So spirit can bring in a lot of information. Now, what they'll do sometimes is actually try and wake you up into consciousness during that time when your mind is very open to bring through insights. What happens though is many of us, we either, we wake up at that time and we're either frustrated because we feel like we're going to be totally exhausted or, you know, maybe we're uncomfortable with darkness or nighttime. So we don't want to be awake at that time. Um, I remember when I was younger, someone, I don't even know who it was, told me that ghosts come around between two and four in the morning. And so growing up as a kid, I was terrified if I woke up between two and four in the morning. It was like horror to me. Um, but I really realized later that any times I woke up at that time, it was just spirit coming really close to bring in some insights. So it took me years, years to open to that being a good thing. And so now what I find I do is if I wake up at that time, I've actually learned to just get up and grab a tea, grab a coffee and start my day. 
And what I'll do is in that, I will sit and I'll write down whatever comes through. I'll just sit with a pen and my notebook and I'll say to spirit, all right, if you've woken me up at this time, what is it you would like to share? And I'll sit there and sometimes I will get pages of information, which often I'll share with you guys on the podcast here. Sometimes though, it's simply about me sitting in consciousness and in the present moment. And sometimes spirit will bring that message through for me to get back to a grounded centeredness. And so they'll wake me in the morning so that I can be awake, but quiet because I can find myself really busy really easily. So, um, this, this is a really neat thing. Um, you can also take that time. They're showing me right now in my mind. You can also take that time to simply lay in your bed and allow healing to take place. That's so cool. They're saying for a lot of people right now too, they're coming in at that kind of optimum time and bringing through healing. And the reason why they're waking people up more now is they want people to be aware of this healing. They want people to know what they feel. They want people to recognize the unique energy frequency that's happening at that time. So definitely something to pay attention to. I know another time for me, um, in one of those times when I was woken up, before I was fully conscious, I knew I was awake. I remember my hands were burning with this like electricity energy, not burning like like a rash or something, but with this electricity energy. And I remember noticing it and being like, whoa. I can't believe what is moving through me right now. And then when I was like, holy cow, I can't believe this. As soon as my mind really jumped into it, it shut off. And I could clearly see when it was turned on and shut off. And I wasn't able to turn it back on again because again, my mind was so like, oh my gosh, that I got in the way of the flow of the energy. So I love that they're bringing through for some people. Notice if your action feels that it is to stay in bed or to receive healing at that time too, because there's a lot of healing they're saying going on for people right now. That's really interesting. Okay. Another one here. Another ascension symptom is memory loss. Uh, Vague remembrances of your past, um, feeling like kind of timelines are different or something, something must be different for you. Uh, something doesn't feel quite like it was. You can't quite remember the full conversation. A lot of this memory loss has to do with um, different transitions you're making between dimensions, between timelines. So there are many different multiple timelines happening at the same time. And the reason for that is when a soul comes down into a human experience, the soul will actually kind of fragment into more pieces through different parallel timelines so that it can gain the most of its experience. So you are still you in every timeline, but there are some things that are a little bit different in each timeline so that, again, you can gain the most amount of knowledge. Um, I can definitely do another podcast on parallel timelines. Now, if you guys are interested, I do have a few videos on my YouTube page, but uh, I'll do a whole podcast on it. So, Leaving timelines in that little bubble right there. Sometimes we are bouncing in consciousness between them. And so we may forget a conversation we had in one timeline when we are more present in another one. That's where it gets really mind bending. So all of that to say, when you're going back and forth as part of this transition, as you are merging maybe some of your timelines together, it is uh, common to forget things to not quite remember them the way that they were, or to have differences in your memory when compared to somebody else who was there to their memory. 
Because again, it depends on which timeline they were in. Isn't that crazy? Oh, I love it. I'm starting to understand so much more of it, but I know when I first came across it, it's just like, it was unbelievably mind-bending. I couldn't quite grasp it all. I couldn't find where it would fit. Okay, so another ascension symptom is noticing that you are seeing or hearing things. This is a very common one. This is going to be happening more and more as people awaken. People will start to see and hear more things beyond the 3D dimension, meaning spirit first and foremost. More people are going to start seeing spirit apparitions, orbs, um, even kind of like a mist or a fog kind of in the corner of your room, hearing a voice calling your name. And again, not in a creepy way like Hollywood makes it out to be. Some ghost down the hall with the, the wobbly voice like Jeanette, right? It doesn't happen like that. Uh, if you hear a voice, it'll usually be a, a very clear voice with a clear message. When it's calling your name, that's often just to get your attention. None of this has to be creepy by any means. It is simply the knowledge behind it is you are increasing your frequency and awareness to things beyond the 3D realm. That's it. That's what it is. And so it's not about being fearful of that. It's just recognizing, oh, okay, you know, higher dimensional awareness is coming into my awareness. How cool is that? So one of the things that um, as you notice you becoming more sensitive, hearing more things, feeling more things, even through telepathy as well, uh, your empathic nature as well, really increasing, just embrace it. Embrace it. And if you find certain parts to be uncomfortable for you, set a boundary there. So for example, if the idea of seeing a spirit apparition is terrifying to you, which for me it was when I was little is set a boundary there and tell your guides, hey guys, I'm okay if you want to move things. I'm okay if you want to tell me things, dream communication, no problem, but do not show up for me to see. I can't handle that yet. And if you do that, then they will have that boundary and they will want to respect it. Spirit wants to respect your boundaries because the thing they don't want to do is push you backwards. They definitely don't want to push you backwards. And it's so funny because as we're talking right now, my guides literally appeared almost as if they kind of like open up a veil between this world and the next and uh, kind of poked their head in. And they're like, it's so true. We won't do this if people don't need it, which is quite funny. And they can, you know what? That's another, that's another thing. Guides can be really funny. They love humor because humor is such a beautiful way to build bonds of trust and communication. So your guides, you may find as you get to know them are quite funny and they really are. Mine are, mine are hilarious. Mine will also lay it down really strict and stern if I need to hear it, but they are funny. So their comic relief here is quite, quite hilarious. Okay. Another one is um, a loss of identity. Now this is a very, very, very common one, a loss of identity, This is something I think everybody has experienced or is experiencing is when we start to question who we are, because when we're, when we're born and we grow up in our family, we're kind of given a set of ideals, a set of um, principles that our family deems valuable, which is fair and exactly what family is for, right? To try and bring guidance to those coming into the world is in the best way they know how. So we have this kind of set idea. Now, What happens is we start to open and ascend and morph and change and start to listen and observe the world slightly different than some of those ideals sometimes. For others, maybe it's the same. 
But what happens is as you ascend into consciousness, you are asked to reflect on what you have known and then step into what you feel you know now. What is your truth resonance now? And it's in that transition phase of what was and what is becoming that often we can really feel like there's a loss of identity, that void. And I know that every time that I have jumped up significantly in another level of consciousness or ascension, there's always a period of the void where it feels like what I knew before, you know, is still a part of me, but I don't quite know where I am yet. And so I'm kind of like, ah, and that used to be very uncomfortable. I used to totally feel like it was a loss of identity. But what I've realized now is that's just that void place, that uh, liminal space, they're telling me. Um, The liminal space where you were transitioning from one thing to the other, and that liminal space is not a space to be inhabited, but moved through simply for a time. So that loss of identity, not to panic in that energy, it's just simply you're moving through something. The best thing you can do in that void space is actually to notice anything that comes up, pay it attention, notice what the triggers are, notice what the uh, beauty is, the things that need to be recognized, and move through them, mend them, heal them, transmute them, and then you move through that void faster with a deeper sense of knowing who you are. So definitely something, something to think about. Okay, now here's another one. Uh, Another ascension symptom is periods of deep sleeping. I know so many people have talked about this, especially since 2020. Um, Many people are finding that they are deeply needing rest and like long periods of rest. And they're like, I don't know why I'm just so tired. Well, think about it. We are condensing 100 years of ascension in consciousness into four years. That's like a massive boot camp. That's like if your training was supposed to be a year, but it was condensed into a few months, like that is a lot of training to get you the same gains as you would in a year within a period of a short few months. That's what we're doing. We are like, this is like military boot camp, Navy SEAL training of ascension for the collective of humanity to squeeze it into four years to get us at the right point where we need to be by 2025, which is interesting. What's coming in 2025? I don't know yet, but I will let you know as soon as I know. So these periods of deep rest and sleeping are really an opportunity for us to integrate the changes happening in mind, body, and spirit. Remember, ascension is happening in each of those. Our spirits are starting to have more space to be and express and be who they are in that higher frequency, but our mind and our body have to catch up. And so we have these times of deep rest for the physical body because the body literally is changing the frequency of its vibration. Remember that we are 3D beings, we vibrate, right? And that speed speeds up. The particles that make us us are speeding up. Now that actually burns more calories, that burns more energy. We need to fuel our bodies a little bit differently, which is also why I'll kind of jump into this next one is with the sleeping As well, people are noticing that they're starting to eat differently. They're needing different foods. Often it's more high vibratory, colorful foods, fruits and vegetables, because that gives the body more ability to hold a higher frequency. Now, I'm not saying in Ascension, you have to become vegan or anything. You need to eat the way that feels right for you. That's what I think. But notice if your food desires and what resonates with your body starts to change because your body needs all the support that it can with the ascension process. 
Which then brings me back to sleeping, right? Sleeping is the best way to integrate, to um, allow the body that adjustment time to the higher frequencies. There's a lot of stuff we're doing. And now periods of deep sleeping and rest, I could say the mind also needs periods of rest. So many people are finding overwhelm within the mind. And I mean, that's just obvious with everything we see in news, media, social media. I mean, it's just everywhere, which is overwhelming to the mind. But every once in a while, or as often as you need, even if it's regularly, is taking a break and allowing yourself a mind break. And a mind break can be many different things. It can be time in nature, time doing some kind of art where you're not thinking, you're being, you're allowing your mind to be, whether that be color, painting, photography, uh, sculpting, however that is. Um, A mind break is also sleeping though. It allows the mind a break from 3D reality where it can move into that higher reality. So that's a really important thing too. So consider those things. The mind breaks are really, really important to allow time for integration. Just like the waves roll in on the shore and then it has to recede to make way for another wave to come in. We need those moments of receding, of resting for mind and body to allow this better fusion to occur. Okay, now another thing is a heightened sensitivity. Have you guys noticed a heightened sensitivity to, we kind of talked a little bit about food, but even crowds, noises, uh, TV, other voices, overstimulation. Um, A lot of people, as we awaken and heighten our awareness, we essentially need less stimulus to notice something right? We are more heightened, more sensitive. So a blaringly loud, chaotic crowd where before would have just been fine and you just meander through now is overstimulating because essentially it's as if that crowd was turned up. The volume was turned up. The intensity was turned up. That's a very valid reaction based on the ascension right now. So what does that mean? When we're in those kind of situations, we can either A, choose to avoid it. That's entirely up to you. Or if you do go into those situations, you can kind of prepare yourself. Like, what will I need to feel comfortable? Maybe it's the clothing you wear. You're really specific about wearing extra comfortable clothing so nothing else is irritating you on top of the noise of the crowd and the people. Maybe you bring headphones. Maybe when you go grocery shopping, if you find it overwhelming, you play music in your headphones while you're shopping and it makes it tolerable. Maybe you have a meditation when you come home from wherever you are. I mean, there's many different ways we can make those events those situations still enjoyable, but it's about asking what we need to feel comfortable and being willing to adjust that as you go. That's something I have to say I had a hard time with. I thought like I should be able to handle the energy of a concert because I could before. Whereas now I'm like, wait a minute, I don't have to do it the same way I did before. What could I do now to make it different? right? So I may sit somewhere different. I may, you know, leave before the whole mob of crowd is leaving. All those kinds of things. It's just kind of pay attention to what feels right for you. Okay. What's another one? Um, Okay. A change, another ascension symptom is a change or disappearance or shifting of friends, friends, activities, even habits, jobs, uh, changing your life patterns, your relationships, things you like to do. As you grow in ascension, you will start to notice that you change 
what feels right for you. And that's not just in food and sleep, but in everything. And let's use this for example. It's kind of like, you know, as you grow up, um, so say when you're early 20s, you like hanging out with your friends, you like having drinks, maybe you have too many drinks, but it's a regular thing on the weekend and you enjoy that. But as you grow up and your body changes, you start to find that that is not tolerable. You don't enjoy it as much anymore. You don't find it as stimulating as it was anymore. And your body reacts more harshly to it. You are growing and changing. So that same idea is happening with relationships, with your job. What used to inspire you in your job may change now because you're feeling a deeper purpose to something else, a deeper call to something else. And the same goes with friendships. Those friendships of yours that used to really be equal frequency are not equal frequency anymore, right? And that's not a bad thing. It doesn't mean the other person or you are bad or inherently wrong. It's just when the frequencies don't harmonize the same anymore or as well, it makes for a difference in energy. It's kind of like at, a, at an extreme point, you put two magnets that are um, repelling each other. The frequency essentially is not the same. It's not harmonized. It doesn't balance to have one next to the other. That's kind of what happens. And, you know, that will happen normally through our lives anyways, as we grow and change and people are at different phases in their lives. But you will notice more of this right now in this heightened ascension time. So for many of you, you may find you have moved, changed your friend, changed your job in the last few years, or maybe you're in the process of it. And all of that is because you are adjusting your frequency and where you are, how you feel to where you're going and what feels right now. So that's a really good thing. Okay. Another one um, you might find is the emotional ups and downs. Um, there's a lot of emotions as we move through the feeling of um, ascension. It, I mean, really, again, if we go back to the idea of condensing four years, a hundred years into four years, think about the amount of ups and downs that would happen in a hundred years. Think about condensing that into four years. Think about the amount of things that need to surface, uh, be brought to light, change, stretch, all of that, that's a lot of stuff. So there's going to be so much stuff thrown in our, our faces, essentially, from many different ways that will cause us an emotional response, as well as our bodies changing, our food desires changing, our sensitivities changing, our relationships changing, all based on frequency. That has a big play on the mind and the emotions because one of the most valued, interestingly enough, one of the most valued things that spirit talks about of the human experience is our emotions, how deeply humans feel emotions. So as we're going through that deep training, that deep transition of these four years, we're also experiencing massive amount of emotions as we move through it. And so we'll feel these ups and downs, these moments of elation where we're like, oh my gosh, everything makes sense. I completely get it. I'm inspired. I'm on top. And then it's like, I'm on the bottom. Life is over. What is going on? I can't handle this. Right. And then you go to sleep. <laughs> I laugh, but this is a natural progression right now as we go through ascension. And I think one of the best things we can do is really recognize that as long as we're willing to feel the emotions, we will move through them. We don't need to fear the emotions, feel it, feel it, and then consciously choose what it is you need to do to help you come back to 
balance? How can you regulate where you are at back into what feels like harmony? What do you need? And that may be a really warm blanket. That may be sweatpants and snacks. That may be going out with friends. That may be meditating. It may be painting. Again, figure out what that is. Have the, the presence of mind to ask yourself in those moments, what do I need to bring myself back to balance? And that's a powerful thing. And you can do that even if you're out. Say you're at like a dinner or a party or something and you're feeling this overwhelm come on, the emotions, something triggered you. Sneak off into the bathroom for a moment, lock the door and just sit there for a second. Just just be there for a minute. Sit on the counter, have a moment, catch your breath and just say, okay, what do I need in this moment? Do I need to leave? No, I don't need to leave. Okay. Do I just need two minutes here to just catch my breath and recenter? Yeah, I think that's all I need. Okay, great. And then you do that and you go back out and you're like, okay, I got this. And I mean, by doing that, you're going to start to feel such a sense of personal power because you're willing to listen to yourself in those moments and then, you know, respond. All right. So another one is, um, okay. Yes, this one, definitely. I want to talk about this one is your ability to create. So I've talked about, um, several more kind of burdensome, they might be perceived like burdens, right? And there are many, many more ascension symptoms beyond what I'm talking about, but these are some ones that really stick out to me. Now, here's another one, and this one is what I want to end with because this one is a really powerful, powerful one when you start to really see that it it comes from you, is your ability to create. Your ability to create situations, synchronicities, and alignments in your life, whether they are good or bad, whether they are beautiful blessings or drama. You are a creator. And so as we start to increase our frequency, basically what happens is the volume of our energy is louder to the universe. So if we compared that to the volume of my voice, as I increase my frequency, my voice gets louder and the universe hears it because it's louder versus my, if my frequency was really low, it would be quiet and it would be drowned out. So what happens is when your, your energetic voice is louder, what you put out into the universe is brought back to you. The louder your voice, the more the universe hears you in response, right? The, the, the clearer the pathway to you. And so if you are raising your frequency, but doing so in a way that is creating or drawing more drama to you, you will see that manifest and you'll be able to see it manifest pretty quick. However, this is the exact same for positive situations. And I have to say, I have been testing this. I've actually been testing this in my own life and really recognizing like, okay, I really want to manifest this type of thing. And so I will just clearly set my energy to a something, an event, a situation, whatever that may be. And the more that I believe in it, the more I merge my frequency with that and, and ask myself all the things, what do I need to be my most centered? Am I tired? Am I hungry? Where am I at? Da, da, da. The more I have the ability to merge with the frequency and bring that energy to me. Now, one of the key things I've learned is when manifesting is not to be, for me anyways, this is just my opinion. I find it works best when I'm not 
overly specific of how I would like it to come to me. Now, here's the thing. If you're wanting to manifest a car, and my husband does this all the time, he will literally manifest the exact truck he wants. So for him, he will get the specificity. It's, it's wild. He really will. The make, the model, the uh, color, everything. So for him, he can do the specificity, I guess, but for certain things. But what I'll do is I will manifest in the energy of what I would like it to feel like when it comes to me. So I may have an object or a situation that I'm wanting to manifest and put my energy towards. And I will think, what is the energy I would like to feel when this comes to me? What will this bring me? And so I'll find that energy and I'll sit in that energy and then put my intent out to the universe and be like, listen, universe, this is what I'm working on. And if this really is for my highest good and the highest good of those involved in it, this is what I would like. And I'll put that out to the universe. And it's amazing when I don't, for me, when I don't dictate the finite detail of when this should come in, exactly how it'll come in. And I let the universe surprise me by co-creating with me. It's kind of like I trust them to bring me options. Then some of the most beautiful and amazing things happen. So that's something to really recognize is notice what kind of situations or scenarios you are creating your soul is essentially like stretching and growing and toning uh, or refining its ability to bring in abundance. But it's not necessarily listening. Your energy or the universe, let's say, doesn't listen specifically to whether it is a good thing you're manifesting or a negative. It listens to the volume of your energy. So you as a human on this planet with your conscious self get to choose whether you're going to manifest drama or goodness. Notice too that sometimes in that manifesting, the universe will sometimes, or your guides more specifically, may sometimes test your patience of if you're willing to wait for something, if you really truly do want it, if, it, if you really still believe it's in your, good, your highest good, they may test you on patience. And I've had that sometimes where I've been putting something out in the universe, either a communication from them or something, and I've had to sit like three months with nothing, silence. And then when I surrender my need for now, then it comes in. So again, very, very interesting. So just remember that um, your energy really speaks volumes. The better that you know your energy, the more you allow yourself time to feel into what you're feeling, asking yourself what you need to move through this feeling, reaching out to others if you need help to move through triggers, feelings, all of that kind of stuff, resting when your body needs it or your mind needs it, and really just kind of becoming your your advocate for self in mind, body, and spirit, however that is needed for you. When you really recognize how important you are to you, your soul loves you in your human embodiment right now so big. And I remember that from my NDE. I remember my soul's love for this person talking to you right now. How much I valued this life. When we realize that, we then really embody that co-creator energy through all of these ascension symptoms. And we can start to move through the symptoms without it tearing us down, but rather giving us clues and nudges asking us what we want to do next because of whatever's coming up. So I hope that helps inspire you guys and kind of move through the energy right now. We're kind of halfway through this 
big four-year change halfway through. That's a big grind. We are right in the middle of the jungle of it from one side to the other. We're really right smack in the middle. So a little encouragement and kind of review of how we may be feeling, what some of this stuff means, um, my guides were saying would really go a long way. So I hope that helps you guys. I know it helped me and I love that they brought it through. So I will leave that with you. Um, Thank you as always for joining me. If you guys are enjoying this, please do subscribe and share. Uh, if, if you feel it would benefit somebody and as well, do check out avalonspirit.com. We have lots of different ways for you to open your consciousness through the personal journey guides, as well through different courses that I'm teaching there from Lightworker mentorship circle, where you can open your gifts and abilities and start to communicate with spirit with more ease. And as well, if you really want to expand your consciousness and go into some of the like out of the box ideas of the universe and all of that, check out my Cosmic Consciousness Circle, which we hold once a month. So I'll leave that with you guys. Have a beautiful rest of your day.